but I do have this to get us started. Let's do this. <laughs> that's 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 you, Derek. <laughs> Imitating your child. Yes. <laughs> Man, that's good. That's a deep cut. <laughs> So 273. Three, three, three. No, 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 we're not good that again. It's a podcast with a guy and a guy and a guy. Are we starting? I'm Mike. I'm Craig. Are we starting? Yeah, why? Because I got to get up here and set up because everything got all screwed up because of you people. I get up here, get all everything. What? Get everything set up. Get settled in. Did, did I not Test, ask if testing, we were ready testing, before test, we started? Testing, testing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not diamond encrusted. Sorry. No, it's not. Yeah. I'm Craig. Here we are. Hey, mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's talk to our guest. And uh... Hey, Mike, who's here? It's Derek. It's me. Welcome back. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. We're just going to sit here and listen to the music. Yeah. yeah. Just rock it out. Play, man. Yeah, we have you on just so we can listen to this. That's a good song. <laughs> this is actually over the credits of Easy Rider, this one. I'm watching, yeah. I'm watching them on their motorcycles, <laughs> which is very appropriate. Didn't you have trouble finding the right version of this? Well, I... Originally? I, no, I just the first picked time? a virgin. I picked a virgin. I picked a version that I liked. <laughs> picked a virgin. <laughs> Craig changed religions re- recently. <laughs> Seventy-one virgin, more to go. There are virgins in all religions. <laughs> <laughs> we could, well. Yeah. So I just I I this is the one I found because I, I got here and I was like, oh, I didn't find the right music that I used last time. So I'll just I'll grab whatever one looked. You know, I just grabbed one. Got ready because we were. Rambling here. Those little biker films squared are the away best. Derek. Those little biker films are so, they're so bizarre because there's like the, uh, like the '60s '70s devil may care attitude with the hardcore bikerness. So it's like right. these guys would like will come to your town and kill you, but in between <laughs> they just kind of look like surfer bums. <laughs> so it's very. I don't know. I like those movies. I watched quite a few of them. I don't know how many biker movies I've seen. I have not actually seen all of Easy Rider. I don't think I've either. I've Me seen either. I've seen enough parts of it to kind of yeah. know what happens. But we sh- we should watch it and do a commentary episode. Yeah, I saw Switchblade Sisters, but that doesn't have. <laughs> um, is that a regular movie or <laughs> no? No, it's it, no, no. It is. It, it, it is. It's a seventies like it's an exploitation gang warfare uh, kind of deal. Um, it's like you know, hot seventies chicks with. Switchblade getting in scrapes. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and, uh, oh, Mike, you got to watch it because. Here, it, I'll it... look it up right now. Pornhub. No, no, <laughs> no. Look it up for real. And tell me. Uh, what is it called? Switchblade Sisters. I can't I can't remember the actor's name. I got to find it real quick so I can ask you to look for. Oh, Switchblade um, S, and it's the third, the third, the second yeah. thing that comes up. Um, yeah, that, look, that looks see who legit. Plays, see who plays Hook. Scroll down there and see who plays Hook. The character named Hook. I think that was um, 
I'm looking for. I don't see hook. Are you on IMDb? Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's a. It's a, a, a star of one of Mike's favorite TV shows. Yeah, it's Bob Pinciotti. <laughs> Don Stark, the actor From who that plays that '70s show. Who plays Bob. <laughs> Back when he was young and had that fro. <laughs> hey, there, uh, Red. <laughs> Man, he's he's one of he's uh he's the best actor in the bunch. He might have gotten called <laughs> in that uh, movie. <laughs> dumbass. Second, he's probably second to Eric as the, far as, as the number of characters. Yeah. <laughs> I I think RoboCop is worth worth going back and watching just to see Red in that role. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, and Ray Wise, yeah, the the uh, you know Leland Palmer from well, he's, Ray Wise has been in a million B movies, and then he was he was Leland Palmer, Laura Palmer's father in Twin Peaks, and he's been he's he's a character actor. He's been in a ton of ton of stuff but yeah ray wise when he's real young and thin <laughs> and red foreman when he's uh looks about the same actually looks, yeah he's, he's got slightly more hair right, he's, yeah. he's he's in the last throes of it thinning out but he works for dick jones <laughs> i was looking through a list of uh a while not just recently robocop came up as one of the movies that has one of the best lines to close the movie okay you're gonna have to refresh my memory um what's your name son Murphy. Murphy, and then because he hadn't called himself Murphy through the whole right. movie, because he was divested from his memories until he hmm. went to his his home and looked around and had all those memories come flooding back of his wife and his kid and blah 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 blah. Spoil, spoil the movie, Craig. Well, I always have this <laughs> this memory fixed in my brain with RoboCop because the first time I watched it, my my friend was hyping it up. He was like, "I'm like in my 20s, you know." When when I saw it, and this this gentleman is, you know, he was. In his late twenties at the time, you know, I think the way I'm going to describe it, you're going to think we sound like fourteen year olds or, or younger. But he's like, dude, it's got the most brutal scene in it when he dies. It's just so crazy. And then like the movie starts, and I think he's starting to remember that actually he was maybe thinking about the brutality from the perspective of like however old he was when he first saw it. Yeah. So as we're leading up to him getting killed, he's like, uh, maybe it's not that, maybe it's not that brutal. You know, maybe that's uh, it's not that bad. I guess actually. And then, like he get his hands, he gets his hand blasted off with a shotgun. But it looks like they just kind of smashed a jelly, a jar of jelly on the ground <laughs> when yeah. he gets his hand shot off. Um, so I remember being very underwhelmed by. That, I remember that. that, that I remember that scene being very brutal and thinking about that was like he got he got like shot to pieces. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe um, it's because I didn't see it till I was older. But I was just kind but, of like, yeah. but that's because I saw it when I was younger. And looking right, back yeah. on it now, it's like, oh really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 one of the more brutal scenes in the movie. Oh sure, yeah. Um. And it's it's you know it's a pretty horrendous way to die getting yeah. shot a lot. <laughs> the 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 first thing I think of when you talk about RoboCop and remembering how you know what I thought about it was that uh the the cop cars were all Tauruses and and those had just came <laughs> yeah. out yeah. and I'm like this is supposed to be in the future. <laughs> I'm like, That's this year's model. <laughs> they they don't look that futuristic. Come on. <laughs> I think that body style was around for a while before they changed it and then ultimately got rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I think of when I think of RoboCop? <laughs> Is that uh, Peter Weller did um, Buckaroo Banzai with all those other people who are incredibly famous now. <laughs> and uh, and then he did RoboCop and he's good in Buckaroo Banzai. You know, he's the main character. He's Buckaroo. And he then he does then what does he do? He does like he might have had a couple other movies, and then he does Robocop where they hide his face. Like he, the entire he, movie. He gets to emote yeah. for twenty minutes 
And then for the rest of the, like that movie, and I guess he, is he in the, he's in the second yeah. one, but not the third one. He, they hide his face behind that stupid thing and he has no emotion and he can't show that he's a good actor. Right. And he's just yeah. playing a robot. And it's like, and then his career never really took off the same yeah. way Goldblum and Lithgow and Ellen Barkin and everybody else did. Yeah. Which I think brings us full circle to Sons of Anarchy, doesn't it? I think it does. Because he <laughs> was the... Uh, kind of does. Yeah. The, I bet the dirty cop or whatever. He plays a dirty cop a, in a lot of TV shows. When, you're, when you get typecast after RoboCop. He was an ex-dirty cop, though. That's right? what it was, yeah, yeah. That he ran the docks. Right. Or the, yeah. And speaking of the docks, who runs the docks in Heavy Metal Thunder Mouse? Old your role-playing game. Old Jerry, the German Shepherd. <laughs> is he, he's, is he's, he modeled on uh, Peter Weller? No, but if and when we have a Heavy Metal Thunder Mouse cartoon, I think Peter Weller should voice him. <laughs> and maybe we could do, uh, you know, we've got the the sci-fi setting expansion coming out and um we might just have to get like a robocop looking dog somehow involved with that <laughs> sure we haven't started art on it yet so maybe jacob could work that in somehow the do dog we, with the robocop do we want to talk about heavy metal thunder mouse now or later i worked really hard on that sons of anarchy segue no, i'm just kidding we can, <laughs> we, can, we can talk about it whenever i'm just joking okay yeah let's, I don't, yeah let's do it now okay and we'll save breaking the format <laughs> breaking the format i was i was going to Put together a we'll uh, save news for a, later. A heavy metal thunder mouse sound effect, but I didn't. I didn't get around to it because because uh, you guys came over early. But I do have this to get us started. Let's do this. <laughs> that's 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 you, Darius, <laughs> imitating your child. Yes, <laughs> man, that's good. That's a deep cut. <laughs> so heavy what? metal thunder mouse funded. It funded. <laughs> Thanks, I'd say largely in part to my, uh, my, my performance on the last episode I was on. and uh, <laughs> We sent all the backers to <laughs> And to yeah, so we funded and we, uh, March, we um, fulfilled mostly. So I did the posters and the, um, the buttons. Those are really the only physical rewards besides the sign books that I sent out myself. And I got all those out, and it wasn't that bad. I was expecting it to be a lot worse, gathering all the materials and printing out all the addresses and things like that. And I got it, sent everything out. Got a few, you know, Kickstarter comments and emails in response. Oh man, I got it. A few tweets of people showing off the, their swag that they got. And one poster came back. I have no idea why. Like it was, it was a postage issue, but it had the same amount of postage as every single other poster. But just this one poster came back. So I don't know if like some dude at the post office was having a bad day or what but it was just the one the one that got away and i i sent a resent it of course but it was just so bizarre that um one came back because I, I got a little nervous because the one one comes suddenly back, you're going to start getting all these posters back these like, like, yeah, like, you, yeah. like you made a huge mistake in how you ship a poster right but no it was just the one for some reason <laughs> and and a turnaround in about four months which is insane for yeah. a kickstarter yeah well done Thank derek you. and team all, all i had to do is well i was crack the whip on jacob and then <laughs> and, but and have your layout person like yeah. on on point yeah paulo did an amazing job getting on it because he moved even he's from he's italian and he moved to spain and, and like december but even with that break he still got it all knocked out so i don't that's i mean that you know better than i do that's the nice thing about having kickstarter or just having money <laughs> is you can hire people <laughs> to do this stuff for you you can get it done a little quicker and you know your main job then becomes managing which is i kind of enjoy so 
So we got it out. The final. I like, t- I like telling people what to do as well. <laughs> a little bit too much. Whoa! <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk about this. Mike, Mike what are you Mike feeling right are, now? Mike and, Mike and Craig are going to have to go into therapy after this. this can't get some. No, actually, I, I, I would like to think Capers has been fairly smooth thus far. You have questions, I ask. I don't bug you too often. I check in every so often just to see where things are at. Yeah. He asks questions. We roll along. Yeah. I, I asked you questions yesterday and you answered them. Yes. And that was very helpful. I, <laughs> and I have, I, have a couple, I have a couple of things still that I need to do for you that I will be doing today or tomorrow. Okay. So we'll get that squared away. There you go. And so I'm almost, so the two, <laughs> the two things I have left to do for, to finally get it off my plate. Well, that's never going to end. But in terms of fulfillment, <laughs> handing you your signed book, Craig, which is sitting in my trunk right now. And then also, I've you didn't bring it up here. We can't do it on the podcast. You're fired. <laughs> no, that's okay. Everyone's going to see. I'll grab it later. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then two friends, well, again, local friends who I have to give the posters to. One of the guys I saw today, and I totally forgot to bring it. <laughs> so it's just, but. Do you have it, a pen? You can sign mine. I would love to on sign the yours. podcast. <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll put it real close to the mic. You can hear the pen, the ink coming out of the pen. <laughs> So it's been. Have a, you been personalizing things or just? I been I was doing just like, um, just the names or thanks for backing. But then sure. Jacob pushed me to try to do more humorous things, and so did you draw little mouse cartoons? He didn't, and I wouldn't dare. No. <laughs> <laughs> but so it was like, oh man, or, you know, I would sort of you know, you rock or thanks for backing or you I mean, know, it's just like a big circle and then two little circles and some lines for whiskers no that's yeah. a disney that's looking that sounds <laughs> right, an awful yeah, lot yeah, like yeah. mickey mouse man you don't want some, disney coming yeah. after you one disney underling <laughs> back and got the book and opens it <gasps> um but then so jacob pushed me to pushed us to write more interesting things so um we might get you, know, you some people might get haikus and, uh, <laughs> and rhyming I've, I've tried to i've tried to put something into books the few times that i've had people ask me to yeah. sign a book i tried to put something in there yeah. with murders and acquisitions it's usually something along the lines of don't kill people for real please <laughs> this is a work of fiction <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a good one although yeah, the first uh, the, write that in every time book. every every book that i have the first person who asks me to sign it it's the same inscription. Hmm. You are the first person to get limited, a signed copy. Limited edition, one of one. <laughs> nice. That's cool. That's cool. So for each book that I've made, including the preview edition, because I've had somebody ask to sign that, I signed the, one of the Capers preview editions as limited edition, one of one. That's cool. <laughs> Man, remember to ask you for a signature next time. Capers is pretty straightforward. It's all stuff like, you know, you're aces. Hey. <laughs> right. You've got a whole. You're the bee's knees. Got a whole lexicon you got a whole things I can like, say. Two two pages of glossary to pull from. <laughs> Thanks for backing, Cracker Jack. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, everything is fulfilled. Uh, then then comes the expansions, which were almost. I bugged Jacob the other day about finishing the rock and roll sock hop mouse stuff, but he got caught up in another probably more <laughs> lucrative job. Yeah. So hopefully soon he'll get I those saw, done. I've seen sketches <laughs> for the illustrations for rock and roll sock hop mouse, which was written by. Craig Tiberius Campbell. <laughs> Tiberius, wow. that's my middle name. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it is. Your your middle initial is A. Mine's T. <laughs> yeah, I'm Aberius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I've seen the sketches. Um, can it's we coming can, along. can we can we reveal 
Oh yeah. One of the illustrations. Well, two things that I'd like to mention about the, <laughs> about the illustrations. One, please thought, reveal the illustration on the audio podcast. No, just but about what what, what they what they <laughs> kind of look it like. In vivid the detail. description. Yeah, top to bottom, this pixel <laughs> is gray. <laughs> right. <laughs> Next to it, there's a pixel that is a slightly darker shade Get of gray. Get out your grid paper. <laughs> <laughs> Chart no, this one off. Two things. One was Jacob had the idea of the cover for it um, being like a movie poster. Yeah. Which is cool. So it's going to have, it's going to look very much like it's going to have like rock and old sock mouse and big letters. And it'll probably have some sort of something akin to starring or written yeah. by you know, like, you know, um, and then there'll be, you know. Mike's on motorcycle or mice, mics, mice on motorcycles, and there'll be a mouse singing, you know, like belting yeah. out a tune. Well, he he made a post on Facebook. Jacob did. We got to get him up here sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, he made a post on Facebook to his artist friends, like, "What do you call the style of the, for example, the Star Wars movie poster?" And they basically said it was like a collage, you know, because they took the characters and kind of post pasted them around each other to look the way it does. And I looked at it, I read that post, and it took me about five seconds. I was like. <gasps> He's talking about the rock and roll sock up mouse cover. <laughs> so now it's cool that we've kind of seen the sketch of where he's yeah. going with it. It's going to look great. And then I described the, uh, the school as being kind of in amongst some junk. Like it's very hidden. Um, and he decided he found, which I thought was brilliant. I love it is imagine an, uh, a, a wooden art deco desk that has drawers on both sides. Okay. Turn it over. On upside. Down. Down. Oh, upside, upside down. down. And it's got all the little Art Deco-y kind of inlays and, and the handles for the drawers and everything. Sure, and then the legs are it, like little spires. Are, are like little towers. towers. So yeah. it looks like a low building with two towers. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it says, you know, it says like Mayhem or uh, Mischief, Mischief High School on it. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. I love yeah. that. It's, a, it's an old desk that's been flipped over. And then we got the Marlon Brando mouse. Yeah, he's got a, there's an <laughs> illustration in there that's reminiscent of On the Waterfront. Or... um. Rebel without a cause. Rebel, yeah, 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 right, yeah. right. Sorry, that, he's got that the, got the hat and like the horizontal striped the, shirt and the jacket, leaning on his bike. Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be cool. Yeah. So, so how do how do these the expansions work? Is this just be a PDF? Yeah. There's no printing. You could print it yourself, but okay. <laughs> but it's not gonna be like a bunch of little books are all compiled probably into not. one book. Probably not. At this point, you there's could, gonna be PDF. But you could might... probably produce a you know a. a if it's if it's all it's black because it's all black and white yes except for, yeah i think the cover will be color Co- cover well and that's yeah. that's what you always get you can't right. really you might as well do the cover color yeah um but you could probably produce a, a a booklet and print some just to be able to sell yeah i was thinking about easily that, it enough. depends on how many once the layout's done and everything it depends on how many um how many pages it is and you know through drive through rpg doesn't make a difference because you said there's like a cap right a certain like up to a certain number of pages it's like a flat price or something like that yeah but how many pages are we looking at yeah it's like more than like 20 30 pages well probably about 20 pages yeah that's perfect 30. that's perfect okay. yeah there's a lower cap there's a spot where like you have to have at least this many pages okay and then everywhere between that number and there's another number and it's up around 40 okay it's all the same price right because i remember you telling me about the, the to print the to print it that's how it preview. works and once you hit once you hit like the 40 number or something like it's something somewhere around there once you hit that um Everything everything above that starts, you know, it starts to become like you know, every four pages right. becomes like a few cents more. Right. Um, yeah, so, so but yeah, just, you could do a little, a little twenty or twenty four page yeah. thing just pretty cheaply. It'll cost you a couple, you know, two and a half bucks, two twenty five, two fifty. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, and that's kind of the point. Where sell I'm them at for now. sell them for seven eight bucks. Yeah, especially with Gen Con coming up. But that's the, the point where I am with this and with thinking about what comes next is if do I want to develop this line because it seems like. 
the people who who like it really like it and if there's enough people and it's sold like eh, you know it's sold okay on drive through and, and things like that i'm not very good with marketing but if it seems like there's a you know people want it then why not keep that's paying. always the challenge right isn't it there's a there's a big difference between producing a game and a game line yeah yep two completely different beasts because that that core book is what's going to sell right and then your various types of supplements will sell less um, and certain types of supplements will sell less than others yeah. or more than others, however, depending on how you look at it. Adventures tend to sell well. Mm-hmm. Um, setting and, and rules, like if you put out a book that's like got a little bit something for players, a little bit of something for GMs, those mm-hmm. you can sell some, but you know, you're know you not going to sell more of those than you're going to sell of the core book. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> you're not th- even going to sell equal numbers. Yeah. And the whole thing is, you know. There's only so many people that actually want more stuff. Can you so. and it send out like a, a survey? Like another yeah. survey to yeah. everybody on your email list or the backers or whatever yeah, and say, hey, sure. if, if we made this available to print it, would you buy it? Well, yeah. The, the killer. Because the I would. The killer right now. We talked last week about being being completists. <laughs> the killer, right. Yeah. That was, that was the topic last week is about uh, geeks and, co- you know, being collectors yeah. and completists. Um, yeah. That's the, the, the killer now is that like when you were doing the, the backer report for this, uh, you know, the, the, the survey for the. For the Kickstarter, everybody kind of had to fill that out in order yeah. to get everything squared away. So yeah. that's when you should have asked that question, right. ideally. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're going to be asking through, um, you're going to like, you know, post something as a Kickstarter update with a link to a Google form or something yeah. like that and hope that you get enough people to fill right. it out. And, there... you know, and you know who's going to fill it out? is the people who want it. Right. Plus about seven people who don't. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll always get a half dozen people that are, be, that are, that are going to fill the thing out and say, nah, I'm not interested. Yeah. Because <laughs> they have to have their opinion heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the internet is for. But then, and then you got to think, okay, well, like I've got this many people who are interested. Yeah. <laughs> and, whole, I, and, and I think I can probably sell, you know, sell a few right. conventions and stuff too. Like, you yeah. know, figure and out like how many, how, how, how many do I think I need to sell to make the effort worth it? Yeah. And you know, with Jacob usually works for me on the price. So he'd be the main person to, that I'm paying. So that's the real question. Cause I can do layout and myself and, I could write it myself or find the money to pay you or, you know, whoever else to write it. But so it's a lot of decisions, but the whole thing is a fraction of a fraction of a small market anyway. Yeah. You know, so the question is, am I going to go <laughs> broke doing it? Well, you know, how much am I, you know, here's not, not to just to put this in perspective for listeners, not to try to tear you down just to, I'm very fragile. I know you, you are. We, we've already, we've already come to the, to the brink of therapy here. So let's not, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go for it. <laughs> You've got the, You've got the tabletop game market. Right. And the little tiny chunk of that is RPGs because the rest of it is board games. Yeah. And then you've got the RPG market. And the little tiny, then there's the, the big chunk of that is D&D and Pathfinder. There's a little chunk after that. And then of that little chunk, the big chunk of that is about eight companies mm-hmm. that are the ones that have like the big games with, that are like full lines, big lines, mm-hmm. you know. And then there's another layer down that the big chunk of that are like the larger indie producers like Magpie Games that have like seven, eight games, mm-hmm. third eye games, stuff like that. And then... There's you and me. Tucked away in the corner. <laughs> yeah. But the, and the other but on thing the upside, too, it's on the upside, Heavy Metal Thunder Mouse is a fate based game. Right. It's the fate gaming system. So there's a lot of right. fans of that particular system. Yeah, which was a big mistake of mine was not putting slapping the fate logo on that, which maybe we'll fix that later. But 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 the com- the completest thing plays into it as well because if people are invested in a particular line, these things people a lot of people impulse back or impulse buy and drive through like i think i don't know probably you were telling me craig about there are people who just buy every single free thing if it's if it's free they download it just yeah. download it but then you know and then eventually they go back years to it, later, look at it they'll go look at it and then and they'll be like oh that's a neat thing yeah. what's the game that's for 
Yeah. Right. But even masks, like, or Magpie, you mentioned Magpie. I backed masks, what was this, like two years ago now. Mm-hmm. And I didn't play it until a month or so ago. I mean, it's an amazing game. They did such a great job with it. The production value is high. The game works really well. The it's teen, very user teenage friendly. superhero game. Teenage okay. superheroes. So you deal with the fact that you're a superhero and the fact that you're like an angsty <laughs> teenager. <laughs> it's really fun. Um, but but that's a game that I wanted to play, but just never got around to until like a month or two ago. So if you got people who already have games in the queue, you know, even if they are just buying stuff, they might not actually get to it. So, you know, two years from now, somebody might play Thunder Mouse and they'll be like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I'll really, what else is out there? And then they'll find rock and roll sock hop mouse and free trail and things like that and but so the the even like reviews like i i I haven't gotten that many reviews but even when i did it was months later you know just because it's the nature of the beast it takes time to read a book it's not like a movie or an album you can just sit and watch or listen to uh and if there's a cue the games themselves take long to play and then to get a full idea of uh how the game works to review it fairly you got to actually like play it several times so it's a much slower animal than um other forms of media but we love it So what we're trying to say is it's a giant pain in the ass. Yes. For like next to no reward. Right. (laughs) No, no physical. It's for fun. It's for the fun. It's for the fun. It's for, it's, and and the therapy. Yes. (laughs) That's true. And and it's for making a game that I want to play that doesn't exist. Exactly. You know, if you talk to any indie game designer, most of the time, the the, the successful ones make games that they want to play that they know other people will want to play. But everybody makes games that they want to play. Yeah. Like, you know, I was like, I want to play a supers game, but I'm not a comic book, modern day superhero type of reader. And I'm not into those games. There's plenty of them. So, but, yeah, I, like, but I like gangsters. Right. There are tons <laughs> of superhero games, but there's not a, you know, prohibition era superhero game. So, yet. Hmm? not technically, technically not yet. There's previews of it. There's, <laughs> there are people out there who have about 50% of the book. Yeah, <laughs> with that uh, little giveaway that I gave to the Kickstarter backers, um, and there was more stuff written since then, so that was fun. Got a couple of people to write some stuff. I early on before the Kickstarter itself, Derek wrote for Capers, New York. I don't know how much we talked. Oh about yeah, that last last time you were on, we talked I think mostly so, yeah, about it. We just mentioned it briefly. Yeah, you wrote. The whole New York section. New York. Yeah, that laid out nicely. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, the layout was tremendous. <laughs> um, the thing that struck me when you got back to me about having written New York is like, you you wrote the whole thing and you, and you submitted your draft, and I did some tweaks and everything, and it was fine. We're good to go. And then and like somewhere a little after the fact, or maybe it might have been while you were writing, or might have been shortly after, you made the comment like something along the lines of like when you started on it, you got intimidated by having to do the historical research and yeah. try to find all that stuff and be true to it and everything. But then, yeah, then I loved it. It was so cool. Cause the first time <laughs> once, like, oh once you started digging into mm-hmm, it, you're like, yeah. Oh, there's some really interesting yeah, people the, doing. Some oh my crazy gosh. Yeah. Stuff. It's insane. Just the characters and um, all the history. Uh, yeah. Just, I mean, it was such a strange era. I think like the early, the turn of the century time period is so cool because we're, we're in the modern era, but it's still, kind of backwards or different compared to where we are now. Yeah. So like that, that mentality. And then the intimidating part was doing the biggest, you know, the most, the center of the universe, the biggest city in the world. Um, but then, yeah, like you said, once you get in, there's so many interesting characters and the fact that there were so many immigrants uh, and people of color and um, all these different ethnicities just kind of duking it out just for a piece of the pie, man, it's, it's such an interesting drama. Something that I, I never really thought about too much until it kind of struck me a little while back. Uh, I was doing this the whole thing is that like the twenties is like, it's like, that's the beginning of the information age. 
Yeah. People think about like computers as the information age. No, that was the beginning of it because the telephone was 50 years old. The telegraph was still around and being used. There was a transcontinental and an inter-transatlantic uh, telegraph. There were planes and boats going everywhere, including, um, you know, across huge swamp, you know, huge across countries, mm-hmm. across continents, everything. So, and magazines and, and newspapers were well in swing. So like- Where was radio? Information, radio was there. Um, the range was limited, but radio was there. Um, and films would have newsreels mm-hmm. beforehand. So all this information is being disseminated yeah. through like eight different media yeah. uh, sources. Um, Those stock ticker that, machines. That 30 years, ago, 30 years <laughs> earlier, <laughs> media, didn't get, media didn't get distributed, or uh, information and news didn't get distributed like that. Yeah. Were those, were those stock ticker things? Was it like a form of a telegraph? Like an automatic printed? It printed. It was printing. I think I don't think it was. I'm, I'm honest. How is it the getting the styling, information? I pff, it's being input analog. No, I know. And somebody's it's coming doing, over a wire. Somebody's so doing something analog. I don't know. We I mean, to, that's like that's like the first fax machine. You have you have mis- you <laughs> right? have mis- you have mistaken me for Craig the stock ticker, the, <laughs> Craig the historic stock ticker expert. Um, I'm not that Craig. I'd watch that. I don't know. <laughs> I now I want to find it. I want to find a. a a documentary or something that goes into like the those types of technologies that aren't like the telephone or the telegraph, the ones that everybody kind of knows yeah. about from the, history class. But the, but the but ones all the that other piggybacked weird, off of all the other what was all the other available. stuff. Yeah. yeah, there's probably one guy on, on and there's probably on, technologies that did stuff like that that yeah. failed. Yeah. I'd be interested to know what those were like. I'm yeah. sure there's a guy somewhere who has his like entire basement full of <laughs> antique stock tickers. Yeah. And he's and on like Antique Roadshow. Boxes he gets really full excited of, when somebody finds one. Boxes full of unused rolls of stock ticker tape. <laughs> Craig, Craig's Craig, Googling. He's on the hunt. <laughs> How does a stock ticker work? <laughs> Printed abbreviated company names, which is why we have all those three-letter names, um, followed by numeric stock transaction prices and volume information. Um, Aren't they four letters? They vary. There's some that are one. That's true. Do they go up to four, though? Do they stop at four? I don't know. How many combinations are there? Get out your math hats. <laughs> 26 letters plus all the numbers, because you can probably put a number in there if you need to. How many combinations are there in four digits? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> They're an ancestor of the modern computer printer, so they worked along those lines. The... I figured Transmitting, they, was they like, transmitted like, text over a wire to a printing device. Dot matrix. Based on the printing telegraph. Okay, so now we got to learn about the printing telegraph. So it is telegraph <laughs> well, based. I, it yeah. was kind of like just at, right at the, you know, right after child labor laws. So they probably weren't especially enforced. So I was imagine like a little kid just scribbling <laughs> with really nice handwriting <laughs> furiously underneath the table. Like sitting inside that thing. Yeah. All cramped in there like R two D two, yeah. In a, with a and printing, then just that like, kid has with, great handwriting. With a printing telegraph, it out. <laughs> with a printing telegraph, the operator used a piano style keyboard uh, to wow. directly input the text of the message, and they have a picture. Oh man, imagine like screwing that up. <laughs> you cause a stock market crash. And this is a Russian. This is a Russian one, so it's got all the Cyrillic letters. <laughs> but yeah, it's basically it's like think of a keyboard with white and black keys. But there's there's no skips, you know, where there's the two black keys that don't exist in each octave. Sure. Um, so it's just white, black, white, black all the way up. And each white key is is uh, letters, and each black key is numbers, numbers. and some oh, other symbols. And then, yeah. Looks like maybe... Punctuation. Well, some other that. letters, too. And 
yeah just different stuff and so yeah you just you you use that to type that information in and how so it's kind of like a kind of like a car neat. reporter uh stenograph machine stenograph, we've yeah. talked about that how every step you know this mm -mm. we can recap this for the listeners who have joined us since we discussed the stenograph um every stenograph is there's no stenograph there's no uh you know there's a qwerty keyboard mm -hmm. there's no qwerty stenograph machine they're all customized they're all the way the particular stenographer wants to use the machine oh wow yeah huh. so everybody's a little different so the stenographer and it was thinking about it it's like that's just job security is what that is because they can't <laughs> no they can't they can't hire machines. a transcriber in part of the stenographer's job is to you know to hit the keys and record the conversation that's going on and then to take that record and translate it into, into, into typed words. Back into words, yeah. Because they're the ones that know their code. Their own shorthand. Yeah. And that's still cheaper than recording the case and having somebody transcribe it later. Well, that's different now. Okay. With with digital recording. And, okay. But, you know, back in the day when you had the stenographer. The secret code. That was the only way. Yeah, it was like. Yeah, they they had their way. Well, they're still out there. Well, and they, but they, and they back up. And, you know, they have multiple, you know. I don't know. They'll, was, they'll use a stenographer and be recording it digitally at the same time. I when I was on jury duty last year, Night Court has a stenographer in the later seasons. That well, she, there's always a stenographer, but then in the later seasons, there's this younger the late, this younger woman who actually gets lines. Hmm. She starts to pop up as a recurring. She gets like one or two lines. When I was there, and, and, and they were interviewing the potential jurors, you know, jurors out of the rural how, jurors. the rural I think there jurors. Were. <laughs> Is that a the Thirty Rock reference? Thirty Rock. Okay. <laughs> when Jenna was in that movie, the Ruger, <laughs> the what? The Ruger. Is that like me been, saying Google Glass? What? Go what? Google what, Glass. Yeah, what is the movie called? I don't know. And it's been like a year since she filmed it, so I can't ask her now. <laughs> the Ruger. The Ruger. <laughs> they finally get a tape of it. It's the rural juror. <laughs> so, and they bring that back in the last episode. <laughs> That is in that's one of the first episodes, and they bring it back in the last episode. That show is so good. Anyway, go ahead. When I was a suburban juror, <laughs> or suburban juror, urban juror, urban juror, we had thirty jurors, and they needed to pick. I think it was twelve um, for this trial, and uh, they were interviewing, or you know, each lawyer would come up and interview everybody, and and the stenographer was recording everything and constantly stopping and saying hey uh can you have them repeat that <laughs> the lawyer's like why aren't you a computer yet like speak up because the jurors didn't have microphones yeah. um so you had to actually project yeah you know your voice in this big courtroom and, and the the poor stenographer couldn't it's like i can't hear couldn't hear that answer what was that <laughs> that's a that's a <laughs> can't type it down unless i know what it is that's a funny movie waiting to happen like a <laughs> deaf stenographer harder stenographer that's hard of hearing <laughs> Like a terrible Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember uh, Jenna's character's name in the rural uh, rural juror? No, rural juror. It was Constance Justice. Oh no! <laughs> They're like, oh my god, that's terrible. <laughs> Constance Justice. Here, hold on. We're gonna do this. Why not? That's <laughs> your show. Format be damned. This is the very end of the series. They bring back the rural juror, and she's going to sing the song from the soundtrack to the sequel. <laughs> You America, that's our show. Not a lot of people watched it, but the joke's on you, because we got paid anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, Jenna Maroney. The Irma Lerman Merman murder Turned the birds were lurid The war and the 
twirl a girl, she would the world would mirror. The ensures a law for valor up your car and warmer. One fervent world of a turgid error. World's It just kind of keeps going from there. Did she say turgid error? Turgid error, yeah. Well, every word, every every word except like five of the words that she says has an R, R or two R's it in It all kind of rhymes like that, yeah. That's and funny. It just keeps going. <laughs> that's where it cuts to Jack on going on his uh, around-the-world sailing trip to figure out what he wants to do with his life. And Takes he figure, about five minutes. He figures it out before he leaves the harbor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he turns right around and comes right back to the dock. <laughs> see-through see uh, see laundry machines transparent laundry machines like, and he turns the boat so around can, so you can see when your laundry's clean <laughs> <laughs> I would buy that <laughs> love that show anyway let's uh, I think that's, that covers what we talked about what wanted to talk about for the game stuff congratulations on rock and rolls or <laughs> rock and roll talk well on the whole thing heavy metal yes, thunder Craig, mouse congratulations <laughs> Shut Thanks. up. <laughs> congratulations on capers. <laughs> Thank you. Con- congratulations on getting it out the door in four months, man. That's just, oh, we're not going to hit four months. <laughs> capers. It's going to be more like six. Maybe more. Hopefully. I'll be the Hopefully first six. to leave a comment complaint. <laughs> oh, <page>. good. <laughs> I think we're in good shape. We should be doing a preliminary proof of the book at not too far from, not too no. long from now. Sweet. We're in pretty good shape. Artwork's still underway, but we're going to do a proof before the artwork's in. That's smart. We've got placeholders in place. Yeah. Placeholders in place. We're just going to, that way we can look at all the text, look at the cover layout. Yeah. That's called a proof of Mike and Craig's work. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll do a proof of, of Beth's work, which will be spectacular and we won't have to worry about no. it. No. But that proof will also, <laughs> that proof, that'll be like the final round and that'll be, that'll become like the, the proof reading proof as well. And I'll send a copy to my editor proofreader. Karen will tell me where I have used commas inappropriately. Mm-hmm. Commas in, in, inappropriately. That sounds like I'm like being <laughs> overly sexual with the commas. Hey, how you doing, comma? You look great. <laughs> and then at that point, will you know um, what, what proof the book is? What proof it is? <laughs> it's going to be about 100. Right? It's going to be around 150 proof. Wait, that's the page count. Wow. Wrong that's stuff. 75% alcohol. <laughs> that's how they did it back in the Prohibition days. <laughs> Well, they're making their own, you right, know, the no quality control, yeah. <laughs> better air on the side the book, of, the book know, will be everybody a... drunk so they can <laughs> right, get more yeah. money. The book will be 150 proof, but it, uh, <laughs> it won't be very good. <laughs> it'll get you drunk. <laughs> well, why are isn't you, dr- where, isn't are where... you drinking this for the taste or to get drunk? Good point. <laughs> isn't that where cocktails came from? Like in that era, the, like the liquor was so bad that you had to doctor it up so you could get it down. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that came out of out of prohibition. I don't know about <laughs> I can't cocktails. Remember if it was that with, or like, it was prior to stuff. that? Yeah. It may may have been that they had to, they mixed other things in yeah. there because like you know, prior to that, a lot of your alcohol consumption was just like here's Straight. a glass of whiskey. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody was, was, remember some. But also, also were... you can you can thank uh, prohibition for Coca Cola. For, well, for the, not not for yummy. Coca-Cola had already existed, but but for the proliferation of soda fountains that took the place of of bars yep. in order to get some sort of drink that wasn't just water or milk, um, and then America fell in love with soft drinks at that point, 
and that's why we have soft drinks the way we do today because of prohibition. And then they slowly removed the cocaine from them. <laughs> they removed the co- <laughs> they removed the cocaine from Coca Cola all at once, <laughs> but not for Which a few years. Which is how we got the Betty Ford Clinic, right? <laughs> sure. And uh, and uh, you know promises and revelations and you know whatever else your rehab places are named where they have all all those yeah like we're gonna make you better names anyway (laughs) good lord (laughs) what's news mike oh got him in news of the horrible and horrifying a a uh, semi truck uh semi trailer truck carrying uh uh something overturned spiders on an east texas highway on memorial day um rednecks was carrying rednecks one one witness said as uh as her truck approached the scene uh it wasn't enough to block out the sun but we could tell it wasn't normal that flying rednecks (laughs) <laughs> that's Sorry. when we saw the semi on its side and all of the beekeepers oh jeez <laughs> 30 million honeybees yeah swarming oh. around the interstate oh. yikes between spiders and flying rednecks you you, you were pretty close <laughs> they're both in the same phylum we had um. we had um we had cows here. Flying cows? No, a, the sun. A, a, tr- a, a truck full of cows tipped over on uh, 75. So there is such a thing as cow tipping. hey <laughs> <laughs> We had a cow... T- okay. Yeah. Bees. Honeybees. Yeah. We, 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 we all... What, live, what were they in there? Were they south in there? of there, so we did, it didn't affect our commute. In fact, it made our commute better. Did, did, <laughs> Everybody did, stuck north of. Uh, were they in, their, in yeah. their? Were they in their hives? And did like was there a honey slick? Um, I guess honey's not slick, so it'd be like a honey stick. Is it sticky honey? Like, did they spill honey too? How did they? How are they transporting the bees? I have so many questions. Well, there, <laughs> there was a picture in here, but now it's gone. Um, so I, it was, was a bunch of it was a bunch of boxes of okay. you know like the just boxed bees like you get. Yeah, like the the <laughs> the pal you know the layers of honeycomb. I don't okay. know if they're ver- they're vertical right, or but horizontal. The, but, but the honeycombs over. So but they weren't they weren't <laughs> filled with, they weren't filled with honey. Apparently, because um, if it cracks open enough boxes, you know the the big the, the honey. Well, I'm sure there was honey in there to, to let the honey bees out. Then you would think at least some of the, the honey. Oh, sure. Spilled yeah, out. It, it doesn't mention a big honey slick. <laughs> that would be news, newsworthy. Well, it's right up there with the Great Molasses, uh, the Great Molasses flood in Boston, which you will learn about if you buy capers. <laughs> it says, uh, "Fortunately, <laughs> several of the first responders who were stung are all right." Now, if I'm a a, a cop or a, an EMT or a, whatever Texas's version of a hero unit is, Rangers. Did you say Texas or Tennessee? Texas. Texas. Yeah, the Texas Rangers. There's the Texas Rangers. Not the Texas the, not Rangers the base, are, are not, still a thing. Not the baseball team. Not the baseball not, team. <laughs> but but they're not uh they're not hunting down fugitives the now. They're just helping people change their tires and giving them uh, you know Maybe. gallon of gas on the side of the road. It's a big state. <laughs> but if I were one of them and I pulled up to this, I'd get on my phone and call headquarters and be like, um, yeah, I'm not feeling too good. <laughs> I haven't 
of explosive diarrhea, so um, I'm not going to be able to go out to that that uh, that call. So can you send someone else? It's the, top, it's the straight, around and go Ranger Brock. Ranger Brock, this is dispatch. You realize that you can only use that explosive diarrhea one time, <laughs> Once right? Per year. Once per year. Yeah, that's the Tommy Boy skit, or Tommy Boy bit, right? He's in the car, and then the cops won't touch him. So maybe there's something there. So. Like you got to bring extra EpiPens and like, there's so much to be done with that. How do, how do you, I mean, did they find a way to lure them back in or was, was it just, they're gone. That's it. Those, those, those bees are gone. No, they were, uh, it said that, um, and now they're just swirling around Texas, like a giant cyclone of bees. And they're going to need some sort of Pecos bill to come in there and ride <laughs> them and tame them. That says they were going to, they're, they're going to move a queen in specifically oh, sure. to attract them back to the hive. The queen will come in there and ba da ba ba da and they all come back. The picture that disappeared was <laughs> that's um, how I imagine this when it's a cartoon bees. Right, the yeah, queen yeah. comes in and does a little dance, and right. all the other all hey, the other boy. bees are male, and they all <laughs> you know, <laughs> and their tongues roll out, their eyes are <laughs> and they all come running in, and they sit at tables, and they're all hooting and hollering, and they all have money to give her, and it's like hexagonal. <laughs> <laughs> No, the picture they and had. Then she marches had like them five and, or and then she marches them back into the hive, just like yeah. the Pied Piper. There were five <laughs> or six guys in, uh, or, or people in, uh, you know, white beekeeper, full body outfits sure. with the, the big helmet. <laughs> the you know? near hazmat suits. That well, I mean, if you pulled up to that and you were fifty feet away, like they would look like hazmat suits. Yeah. Like that would freak me out. If I, I saw. Try, I like, try. Looks like you know that that scene from E. T. where they show up <laughs> at the house. I would be. I would be in the middle of the intersection. I would be torn. I'm driving down a Texas freeway, and I come up over a rise over a little hill, and I see ahead of me there's a truck, there's a semi truck that's on its side. There's like this cloud of something going on. People in hazmat suits, but I can clearly see a see a large pool of honey, and I have a <laughs> trunk full of English muffins. <laughs> cream cheese what do you put honey on put honey in tea english muffins that's with all the nooks and crannies you make mead out of it that's true you make it in alcohol there you go if it's the 20s there's a great 150 proof mead i found out there's a big there's a nice really nice meadery in marietta and i got some bottles so i got mead on the brain mead's good there's a meadery yeah in marietta really i can plug them on your show if you want go for it i gotta go i gotta go get some mead that's called viking alchemist it's over on powder springs road Mm. Okay. Um, Mead's yummy. And they had uh, Mike. You would have you had mead? I don't believe that I have. You would love. So good. You're a sweet, sweet alcoholic drink. You got to be careful though, because it'll get you. Because it's so easy to drink. It's it's honey wine, but even like wine will have some of that bite, like from the tannins or whatever. But so mead, especially their stuff, because they I got one that was like pear almond. Ooh. Cut myself off. When I performed at the Bristol Renaissance Fair, there was a guy there who made his own, and he would take orders. And you could get it in. I want to um, go to there. Yes, and you you could you could order it in, and you could get it in, um, like full liquor sized bottles as well as beer sized bottles, or any combination of. Okay. So I would get like two liquor bottle types that I would take home, and then I'd get like a twelve pack of of the the beer bottle types. Wait, where and was this? That would be like one day, at one one Saturday night out there. I'd be like, <laughs> everybody I see, I keep like three or four for myself, and everybody I see is like, here we go, mead night. <laughs> oh wow, well, they have a lot of horns at Viking Alchemist, which is apparently what the way you're supposed to drink mead. Where, where was this that you're talking about? This is in Bristol. 
Bristol Renaissance Fair up in uh, north or sorry southeastern Wisconsin twenty years ago, fifteen years ago. Craig, this is a yes, vaguely in your neighborhood, so okay, not not, not too far away. Just oh, take okay. just take a right. Oh, good, good, just down good. there. Yeah, just nice. take a right. Just take a right <laughs> and don't just stop. Pick, pick a street and take a right, <laughs> and and don't take that weird turn to stay on the road. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I'll have to get some mead. Think you know, think they're open on a Sunday? <laughs> Probably not, not around here. Not you, in Georgia. You know, would be perfect if if the <laughs> are they in a strip mall? They're one of those business parks. Those okay, like, so they're in a business park. Yeah, it is if the place next door to them was a meatery. <laughs> butcher. Yeah. Have so your you meat have and mead? Like a um specialty meat butcher. There's meat, one of those meatery and meat near here. Go get some mead and then some get some meat. Meat and mead. That's like a that's like a classic fantasy trope. <laughs> they can't just say food and drink. That's no. Mead. Maybe that was Game of Thrones. I can't remember. Anyways. <laughs> what else is news, Craig? Oh, good Lord. What else do we got? Anything interesting? Have you heard of Get Around? Get Around. Round, round, get around. That I was my around. first thought. Get around, round, I get around, I get around. That song? Yes, I've heard that. Uh, no, it's uh, basically Airbnb for your car. You st- Borrow somebody's car. You, yeah, you. <laughs> instead of giving people a place to stay in your home, you instead give them a way to just take your car. It's like while you're at work. This is kind of like that Amazon thing where you, where your car's parked in the parking lot at work, and you're at work all day, and you have them they where they can come and get into your car and leave your package in your car. It, but in this case, it's somebody actually they getting will take in and it. driving it around so, and so using somebody, it. Somebody somebody uh, watched Ferris Bueller, and it was the, the light bulb went off. Because there's the scene where the guys steal his car and the uh, joyriding in that convertible. Oh yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> like that's it. So not only can people now can complete strangers now come and trash your home, um, where you know you you know unless you're out of town at the time, if you just got if it's just like a spare room with a back entry or something like that, you're at least nearby. You can hear if like something. If there's some shenanigans going on in there. You can deal with it. Where no, this is going to be you're in your apartment or your house, and somebody's going to take your car. And they're going to bring it back when they bring it back within the window that you've made it available to take. And during that time, it's going to be gone. And it's going to get parked where they can park it mm-hmm. when they bring it back. And with God knows how many tickets. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what Dude, city in this, like guess what city in this country premiered the idea or what, where the company is located that premiered this idea? Guess what city they're in? The car Airbnb. Airbnb. Um... Well, guess Not guess true. which part of the country it is. Los Angeles. West Coast. San Francisco? San Francisco. Where parking is that's super. Where the, that's where the company is. Guess where okay. they're premiering the, the first city that they're going to try this out in. Um, is that also on the West Coast? Yepper. Seattle? There you go. <laughs> All those hippie cities. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just take my car. That's fine. I trust you. Yeah, bro. It's all right. You just pay me with a song. Get back into your car. It smells like patchouli oil. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky if it's just hippies. Those are both, both cities with enormous homeless problems. Well, you mean you can blame that on Amazon in Seattle. Um, <laughs> and hey, hey Atlanta, even... hey Atlanta, guess what's guess what's yeah. coming here if this we get Amazon? Coming. Don't even get me started on Amazon. <laughs> I'm not renewing my Prime when it comes back up. I don't this want is to. Ridiculous. I don't want to get us on another tangent. But I must say, <laughs> I got to respect Amazon for picking up the Expanse. We could talk about that later. But since we brought up Amazon. I appreciate that they picked up the expanse. There oh. we go. Let's get back to let's get, get around. around. You can, yeah. It's it's basically it's you know it's what I described. It's it's basically Airbnb for your car. 
well, you'll have a little app, I suppose that, you know, on your app, when your car, when you've made your car available, you can always check, you can see where it is. Yeah. Like, hmm. So that way, if you're watching the news and there's like, you know, some <laughs> shootout going on live, the you, OJ can, style you can check on the real quick to see where your car is. Jeez. <laughs> that mean, oh, so I'm assuming this has to be cheaper than Uber, right? Because you're driving yourself. Well, I broke... I'm not Why wouldn't into... you just take Uber and let someone else drive you around? I was curious about that, and I, I... If, you're control, if you have control problems, maybe you can't handle maybe. somebody else driving. Well, it's it seems like it's ideally suited for um multiple trips in one purchase, so to speak. Like you're going to go to different places. Like if you you don't have a car, and I can see this working. I can see this actually kind of working fairly well in you know cities where it's kind of a pain in the ass to have a car if you don't really need one. Like if they've got good public transportation, you can get to your sure. job and whatnot. And you've got. To, I'm going to go. I'm going to go do you know five errands, and you get a somebody's get around car, and you go do run that stuff, and you do that, and then you come back. You know, hmm. Uber isn't going to want it. You, you, you got to get five well, separate Uber trips and dick around with how long the Uber or, person's going to get. Or you to do you. what the what the, the the Uber customer did to Ando and make him just sit there and wait. No. You don't you <laughs> don't do that. Run all their errands. You don't do that. And the same thing goes with the same thing goes with the cab thing. You don't I mean fine you want to take a cab around to five different places and keep the meter running. I'll be right back and then it's yeah. tw- you're 20 minutes in a store. Oh no. hey, can you just stop here at the grocery store? I need to pick up a few things <laughs> so before a... you drop me at home. That's not what the thing on the that's not what yeah. you so the, you know, right, that's what that that's what that seems like this is for, and also for I could see it being useful for if you can work out monetarily based on what what it costs to do is like for a for like a day long kind of thing instead of getting a rental car. Oh yeah, sure. Um, if you want a car to be able to go and do a few different things, but at different times of the day, and you don't have to worry about waiting for the cab or the Uber or the Lyft or whatever, and you've just got you've got this car available for you for that day, so your plans can flex. Yeah, and you don't have to sit, you don't have to waste time waiting for stuff. Because the problem with with rental cars so it's is just an option for most of those places. The right situation, they're not open on Sunday. And if you want right. to get a rental, you want to get a car for the for the weekend for whatever reason, you're returning it on Monday. Yeah. And now it's impacting your work schedule. And what? But I wanted to return it on Sunday. No, you can't. You got to pay for an extra day. So this would solve that. Yeah, and there's there's um services out there that are by that are created by um individual car manufacturers there's reach now which is a bmw thing that's a car sharing thing it's basically car rental but instead of having to go to like the place they have them they'll they'll be parked in certain places or specified lots wasn't that like the city car isn't that what that's called there's car to go something like that around town there's there's a thing called car to go Mm -hmm. which is um they have two mercedes-benz models as well as the little bitty smart car deal if that's all you need I think get around zip, zip car is one of those as well. Yeah, so there's those types of things, but this is like literally you, Mike, or you, Derek, saying, mm-hmm. "Here, take my car for four sure. hours or two days or whatever." It's crowd crowdsourced car crowdsourced driving, kind of. I did. Yeah, I, I crunched numbers a little bit to kind of get an idea of like where the, you know, and then there's a max on it too. I kind of want to get an idea of like where you know how it might be useful. Um, and then they, they have maxes, you know, max mileage per day that you can put on. You can't like take somebody's car and go zipping around the state all day long and just drive. <laughs> I'm going to drive the whole state of Georgia today. <laughs> go 100 miles an hour. Put put 800 miles over a intersection. Put get, 800 miles. 800 the, miles on the car. The Star Wars theme. <laughs> so there you go. That's uh, that's something that's. They're gonna try it out, see what it uh, see what it looks like. No, I'm trying to maybe think it will way. come to a city near you. 
Got to think of what my crowdsource business is going to be so I can make some money. What can you <laughs> crowdsource out? Well, if you lived in Japan, you could crowdsource your children out. We've talked about that on the show. Yep. <laughs> it's basically what? you can hire actors to play a role, including getting children. <laughs> that's not surprising. I mean, that's Japan. <laughs> Everything. Every time I see anything in Japan, I think, "What the? Oh, it's Japan." That's oh fine. yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Right. <laughs> well, the example they had in the article for was like, "Why? Why would you rent a baby?" Which was the example. No, <laughs> like that's why you rent. That's why you just take a puppy and then take them back right. at the end of the day. Um. No, the, the the example they had was, and this made everybody on the <laughs> in the group in the table in the room here go whoa, which was like you know if you have an ailing grandfather who's not like who's likely not going to live long enough to see his grandchild born, you they rent could, a baby, you rent a baby so that they can whoa have a a bond you know a nice moment with a little baby that because they're not going to be able to you know like a proxy essentially Japan man <laughs> way to go Japan what was the other example. I don't remember. It was the. Uh, I don't remember if, a if it woman, was equally if, or more creepy than that. No, it was it was crazier. It wasn't creepy. <laughs> it was if say you have a lesbian woman. Oh, that's right. Yeah, who yeah. lives uh, in a different city. Um, doesn't see her parents a lot. She's dating a woman. She's not ready to come out to them yet. So rent she rents, rents a, a boyfriend. So she rents a boyfriend for when they come to visit. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and we of course extrapolated that into well, what if they. <laughs> you know, they keep coming and you keep not coming out to them and then you right. have to have a fake wedding and now you have to rent your boyfriend's family <laughs> it becomes this you know decade-long thing all of a sudden it's an episode of the americans <laughs> mike what else is mike what else is news did you watch that we got up to like i think the end of the third or fourth season okay so you're just... the same place craig is at you guys need to finish watching it so we can talk about it i'll try to get there because it ended it's really, over? Really good. The whole scene, the whole thing's done? It ended uh, this past week, yeah. Okay, cool. That's good. No, no there's an end point. <laughs> yeah. I think part of the reason we took a break was, one, I think we ran out of episodes on Amazon. There it is again. But also, uh, <laughs> some of that, sometimes that show is so stressful. We're like, all right, we got we to gotta, we gotta watch Park and Rec or something to calm down. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> what else? Um, <laughs> oh, okay. So, it's a Texas theme here. Uh, Houston, a 17-year-old was uh, diagnosed with a life-threatening disease after working out too much. This is categorized under under uh, more reasons to never work out. Dangerous. Or do activity of any kind. You can you can die. I mean, you can you can kill yourself drinking too much water. Yeah. Yeah. H2O poisoning. Jared Schamberger, or Jared S. Hamburger, as I'm going to call him, uh, said he first started feeling sore after lifting weights for 90 minutes at the gym. Oof. Yeah, that's too long. <laughs> Who's he trying to impress? Hang on. <laughs> Everything hurt, he said. It hurt to the touch. It was swollen. Not just swole. Dude, you need to learn to stop at swole. Okay? Swole. If you've gone to swollen... You, you know, you've, you've two worked out too, too far. much. Mm-hmm. Yep. He had recently received the gym membership and said he was trying to, quote, go hard fast <laughs> to compete with his dad and older brother, both of whom had been into bodybuilding for years. Well, this sounds kind of familiar. It's go time. <laughs> go 
didn't anybody tell me. It was bolted down. I still thought you could do it. Me too. Mandelbaum. Fellas, 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 look, I gotta go. Oh, yeah, that's right. Go. Put us all in the hospital, and you ruined our business with all your macho head games. I didn't ruin your business. Yes, you did. I'll see you later. Hey, I can't see the TV. <laughs> he just Here. picks the whole thing up. <laughs> just Jerry walks over there and picks it up. <laughs> Mandelbaum, Mandelbaum. What was their business? Oh, I don't remember. I don't know why that's I got. So good. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I was re reading that in bed the other night, and that was the that was the first thing I thought of was like, what was their name? <laughs> um, yeah, we could be done. Shut <laughs> it down. We don't have a we don't have a Kevin question because we're we're uh... we're because Kevin's slacking. He's a slacker. <laughs> yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> But I did remember you're, you're a slacker, Kevin, just like your father was a slacker, <laughs> just like your father. When he went here, yeah. he was a slacker, too. <laughs> See, he knows these. No McFly will ever amount to anything in the history of Hill Valley. <laughs> yeah, well, history is going to change. I'll stop. Um, <laughs> we keep bringing up movies that, you know, all the lines to perfectly. We have to get back to talking about Breakfast Club so that I can get on, <laughs> on board with this, because that's the one I can say. Um front to back and i got my copy of rememorex which is an rpg that's like 80s <laughs> <coughs> 80s another nostalgia one? another one yeah well it's like the new thing now yeah. it's the new hotness um and uh there's five character classes five character archetypes in the core game do we want to guess what they are oh yeah jock nerd. The jock oh. uh, the nerd the princess the, the criminal in the basket and case, the basket case. <laughs> <laughs> although it does say the prince parentheses s s and then there's like a, or an illustration. Wait, is the, he a nerd or a geek in that? He's the brain. Brain. The brain. He's the brain. Brian um, the brain. Brian the brain. And then there's, yeah, there's like a male and female illustration for each one. So He was geek in 16 Candles. You can also play the preppy prince character. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was the geek. No, but um, I, I realized we didn't have a Kevin question for today. And so uh, I remembered I, I had started to make a list of... Kevin style questions. Oh, good <laughs> lord. These are questions in the style of Kevin. <laughs> okay, so we start doing this. And, now. and and on my list I had one. I had thought of another one to add to the list a couple of days ago, but I couldn't remember what it was. So okay. I'm just gonna go with this one. Um let's pretend that Kevin asks it. <laughs> so just ask the question and then end with thanks, Kevin. Sure. That's how he does it. <laughs> okay. The Earth is rotating at approximately a thousand miles per hour at the equator. If you were standing next to the North or South Pole, shouldn't you get really dizzy? Like when you're on a carousel or one of those little mini carousel things at a playground? Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Well, that's, that's not how gravity and, and celestial bodies work. But this is, this is, let's imagine this. What if the Earth is rotating like that? You're standing at the equator. The Earth suddenly stops. You go wham, right? Your momentum carries you. You f you fall oh, over. Oh yeah, you'd yeah. be yeah, yeah. Okay, you fall over. You're standing right on the North Pole. No, immediately next to it. No, no, no. Let's say you're right on it. Okay. <laughs> and the earth suddenly stops. 
Do you get twisted ankles? <laughs> Imagine uh, you get twi- oh! twisted everything. <laughs> Suddenly you're corkscrewed your whole body. <laughs> From the bottom up. Depends how, depends how, you know, are you, well, actually. How firmly actually, your feet are planted. Actually, you know, if it's the North Pole, it's icy and slippery, right? So whoa, you'd be whoa, standing whoa. there. The earth, the, earth would, <laughs> the earth would stop and you would suddenly just start spinning at the same rate the earth was moving. And then you'd get extremely very, dizzy. very. Well, no, no, not not at all because it's very slowly. Oh. You would only make one revolution every twenty four hours. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's actually it's moving slower the closer you get to the pole. Uh, uh, sure, <laughs> I can call a science teacher if we need to. It seems like it would be. If you were standing ten feet away from the North Pole and the Earth suddenly stopped, what happens to you relative to what happens to the person? Who's standing at the equator? Yeah, who, who slams into the ground hardest? <laughs> Listeners think who person... understand physics and uh, astrophysics. I think you're you're traveling slower. Email the show. You're traveling slower up there. I can't decide if you're traveling slower or faster. Your tangential speed. I think, I think that was where my your uh, tangential qu- speed. Where the question came the, from. You're traveling in a circle, right? Yeah. Your tangential speed, the speed that you're traveling at on the tangent to that, you know, your the vector that is mm-hmm. the tangent to that circle at any given time is much slower than at the earth, at the equator. When the earth, when the earth stops at the equator, you know, and you're at the equator, you wham. <laughs> um, or if you're on a skateboard, suddenly you start zooming along at a thousand miles an hour. What happens? To, I mean, <laughs> but up at the North Pole, you just kind of get a little, uh, just like a little nudge, like, like somebody just kind of like your brother came up behind you, and just nudged you and pushed you. Or t- tapped you on the shoulder, or like when you're when you're I don't know if, if this happens to anyone else when you're you're in the shower and you're not completely awake and you 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 turn a little bit too quickly and it's not slippery you just like Ugh. yeah and you almost you're like oh I almost fell down yeah <laughs> like do I need to get those bars installed <laughs> yeah need a walk-in tub now that that. The thought, do those, I need to, those? Those leak. The thought, <laughs> no. That's what I've heard. The thought, do I need to get those bars installed? Is a slightly more prevalent thought every year, and has been for about the last decade. Funny, because I get in, you get in the tub, and if you're like turning around or something, and you, you just have a moment of like, whoa, and I'm like, and I live alone. I'm like, you know, if something happens in here, and I really mess myself up, this is bad. Get life alert. <laughs> yeah, you need to get bars and life alert. <laughs> But now I'm curious. I'm gonna, I'm like gonna end to up. A... I'm gonna end up. Have, I'm gonna. I'm gonna catch myself. I'm gonna be, have my back against the the tile wall, and I'm gonna reach out and grab the shower curtain like Janet Lee and say, "Topple over face first onto the floor." I watched a documentary called 7852 78/52 that is about. Technically, they talked about the whole movie, but they they focused quite a bit on the shower scene. They talked hmm. about talked about the, an hour and a half talking about those three minutes. Wow, it's really interesting. What is the significance of 78 78 52. is the number of camera setups 52 is the number of individual cuts that made it, made it into the movie oh the whole movie in those no no in that three minutes okay 52 cuts in three minutes which sure. was unheard of in film at the time that's crazy long lingering shots they, they there are cuts in that in that movie that are less than a quarter of a second long man in that in that scene and frodo was in it for, they talk, oh, in the, docu- they talk, the documentary, not in Psycho. <laughs> Frodo. And Frodo's the third victim. Um, <laughs> he has the ring, mother. Why is he in the documentary? Um, because they were talking to various um, filmmakers and actors and directors and writers and stuff. Oh, okay. And it was like him and these other two guys that I don't know who they were, other filmmakers. They were on a couch. They were talking to all of them. 
Um, and and the, I, I found his insights. He has this very interesting insight at one point where he says, "They're they're they're actually they're like the this. Have you seen both scenes, Psycho? Okay, so no. Okay, there's. Have you seen the scene at any point? The scene there's a scene where where Marion, who is Janet Lee's character, she mm-hmm. she gets to the hotel, um, and she checks in and she goes into the parlor and she talks to Norman for a while, um, and that's where we learn about Norman and his mother, um, and um. He's Norman is very fidgety. He, you know, he's Anthony Perkins. He's real skinny. He's kind of got a hawk nose and he's, um, you know, pronounced Adam's apple. And he's really kind of, he's bird like is how it's described a lot of time. And there's all these stuffed birds around there. He's very fidgety. And there's a point where they're talking and she, he's talking about how his mother is, you know, has problems and how she treats him sometimes and blah, blah, blah. And she, she suggests if you thought that maybe it's time to put her and he says in a hall or in an institution, and he stops and leans forward and the fidget is gone hmm. and the guys that are on the couch frodo and the other two are talking and 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 uh elijah wood makes the the observation see how still he just got he was moving he was fidgety the whole thing as soon as she says that he is stock still he is confident he is, you know, he's not stuttering over his words at all. He's looking her in the eye. He's not looking away constantly. Um, and one of the other guys says, do you think that's the moment he decided to kill her? Ooh. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to watch the movie again. And then the great, and this is something I noticed before too. And then there's the great moment where that, when that all ends, she gets very uncomfortable because he gets really kind of a little threatening and she goes to leave and he asks her not to go and he, they, they can just chat and talk. And she finally leaves and the camera um, turns to follow her out the door and we watch her walk out the door and disappear around the corner over um, Norman's shoulder. Mm. And that is the first scene in the entire movie that doesn't have Marion in it. Mm. That's when the movie stops being about Marion. Interesting. Hmm. She literally walks out of the movie. <laughs> and then from that point forward, it's all Norman and mother. <laughs> but you know the, you know the, you know the ending, right? Mother, Mike, mother's spoiler alert um she's been dead the whole time right he's just like keeping her corpse in the house way to spoil the ending nerd burger you're welcome <laughs> yeah and then they had a whole big discussion of the picture that he takes off the wall to peep through when he goes to the peephole that that what that what that painting is they haven't seen it in so long it's an, ass- it's an assault on a woman oh god yeah, and then they 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 go into a great deal talking about how the whole, how the whole movie is voyeurism. It's all about mm. voyeurism. Um, that's the thing is, you know, I know so much about really it. It's like, what's the point in watching right. it? <laughs> well, just to actually see the craft of going, no, how, know, how, clean, know, how cleanly it's, and nicely it is from scene to scene, how like there's there's not a wasted a, moment in a, a classic. There's not a wasted moment in filmmaking, that movie. and I should watch it just for that. And, yep, at uh, some point, the fact that it's been spoiled for me. No, because you you know where it's going, so you can like just like any movie that has the twist at the end. When you watch it the second time, you can see all the little clues and all the little like the nuances that oh they they totally planned for this. Like everything's there, all makes sense. Anyway, what's not in the movie is Janet Lee's butthole, right? No, no, there's no no Janet Lee butthole. That's in the also remake. also he doesn't have the hockey mask on. That comes in the <laughs> third one. Wait, what? <laughs> no, I'm getting my slasher movies mess, 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 mixed up. It's <laughs> the guy with the claw hand, right? <laughs> Norman Bates with the claw hand <laughs> sitting there at the end after the cops have taken him in and he's sitting there and it's just that still shot of him and the yeah. fly lands on his hand 
and he, it's Norman's or it's mother's voice in his head right. about how he wouldn't hurt to fly. <laughs> and then he suddenly pulls up the claw and <laughs> slices <laughs> slices the fly in half. That'd be quite the twist. Alfred <laughs> Hitchcock. Did you not get the butthole reference? No. Hitchcock would roll over in his grave. Hang in, on. In I'm not the... interested in seeing a butthole. That's what you're about. No, to no, say. no, 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 no. It's not. <laughs> I don't think you can really see it. It's it's hard to tell. Are you watching the scene? This is Anne Hayes in the shower. Okay, so, so if somebody made that, you can make the claw, you can make the claw hand thing. Yeah. Well, that's the remake with Anne Hache. Oh, yeah. But somebody made a song a about her. Song. When she when she falls over, there's a little more. See, that shot is not in the original. It was shot. It was filmed. Really? Yes. The shot of her completely over from the, the camera shot above where she falls out of the tub. The one they pause on up in, the, the in that, that video we yeah, just played. That, yeah, that scene was, and it's, they talk about it in the documentary, that scene was filmed and um, everybody told Hitch, said, no, no, nope. <laughs> that movie will never get released that way. Because of her butt? <laughs> because, it, yeah, it was, you, uh-huh. you were seeing her butt. So does the, it exist as a... It's on films. It's, you know, it's on celluloid somewhere. No, but I mean, like on the super mega home. collector's edition. No, yeah. no, no, no. They they nope. never they never released it ever to the uh, public. In like the director's cut of a Hitchcock movie, the movie you got to see in the theaters is the was director's the director's cut, cut no, no, because I it was know, effing but... Hitchcock. <laughs> no, I don't think it's you're, there's. You're, you're pointing out that there is a a deleted scene that he wanted in the movie. Well, there's also and they wouldn't let him. Well, so. no, he filmed it and he thought that, and then everybody was like, mm, no. Nah. <laughs> Um, and then the great, the great story too of they're watching um, after she falls over out of the tub because it's so much of the documentary is about that scene. Gently falls over out of the tub and it's the it's the close up shot on her eye, her unblinking eye, and it pulls it it, it starts to pull one, out and it, one and of the eyes in her head it rotates around yes, and it rotates around and we get to the <laughs> shot of it's her face plastered down to the tile floor and her eye and then it the camera kind of gets all the way out all the way out all the way out and then it starts to. Um, Cut away, or it starts to move away, and um, nobody noticed it except for Hitchcock's wife when he showed her the shot, and he said, "She said you can't release that. You need to do something else." She takes a breath as you move the camera away. Uh oh! You can see her move a little bit as she takes oh, a breath wow. because she was staying completely still, and she she's staring straight forward, and she thinks she's out of the camera's field of view. So she takes a breath. She takes a breath. And that's why there's a little stupid cut right in there. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Hitchcock hadn't even noticed it. Just nobody nobody noticed Whoa. it. Wow. Can you imagine if that had gone through and nobody would have seen it in the theater? Yeah. And then today, that All, movie everywhere. is out there. The whole internet would be like, Hitchcock wasn't that good. He didn't even see the breathing <laughs> bit. <laughs> that's what the internet is for. <laughs> Think about how that would have gotten torn apart, how it could have sullied Alfred Hitchcock's <laughs> reputation. Wow. All the movies that wouldn't have gotten made after that. Not no, he would have been fine then. Now, oh oh, I see. All the people I thought who, you were talking about if there was I've got the it internet on, then. I've got uh, it on high def, and I watched Psycho seventy six times. And sure enough, she takes a breath every freaking time. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Thank you for listening to Psycho Talk, Derek. <laughs> Derek.
they spent about 10 minutes talking about this. I mean, you're just hearing wow. it now kind of freaking that, me out. It's so that, intense. That went on a lot longer than I thought. It, <laughs> it goes. <laughs> and then that's, that's, the point where, that's the point where it ends and it becomes the doom-doom. Yeah. Doom-doom. And that's the shot of her against the wall and where she eventually tips over. And, um. Yeah, <laughs> they spent a good ten minutes. I'll watch that again, but like at lunchtime, so I got the rest of the day to work it out on my system before I go to bed and have nightmares. Um, the whole documentary is in black and white. That's cool. Yeah, well, they can't have everybody in color, and they switch to the movie every time they go to the movie. It's jarring. in black. And... Actually, that's not true. The the when they show the remakes, actually, there's there's parts of it that are in color. They they do show the remake, a few scenes from the. So you said seventy-eight camera angles, 78, and 52, seventy-two camera setups that they that they used for and that 50, one scene. Fifty-two cuts that they used in the movie. So they didn't. Use, they they didn't. There's even there are camera setups that they never actually ended up putting into the movie. Wow. They just took so many different shots, different camera angles. Just think about it. I mean, that camera's on every side of her. It's above her. It's from. It's on behind her on the wall. It's you know. It's <laughs> it's a hard day at work. And it wasn't Jana Lee doing it. They talked to the lady who was the body double. Oh, <laughs> oh so if it was, if, if, if that you scene had her... been in there, it wouldn't have been. No, it would have been the other Janet ladies. Lee's butthole. It would have been the other one's butthole. <laughs> Jan- Janet, Janet Lee's butt. stunt woman's butthole. <laughs> stunt woman's <laughs> butthole. Yeah. yeah. Again, this has been Psycho Talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Derek, thank you for joining us. Where can they find you? Well, Thank you again for having me. It's always a pleasure. And you can find me basically shorelessskies.com. It's three S's. A little confusing. Shorelessskies.com. And from there, there's the linkies for Instagram and Facebook, Twitter, et cetera. And uh, links to all of my games and various other projects. And uh, yeah, that's the main way you can find me. And you can, you can buy Heavy Metal Thunder Mouse now. Right now. You can, again, go to shorelessskies.com, and there are links there. Or just go straight to Amazon, drive through RPG, or um, find me as I'm driving around town. I got some copies <laughs> in, my, in my trunk. You run me off the road and be like, I really want to buy the game. <laughs> you should get on that car BNB thing, and then they can just borrow your car and buy a copy directly right. out of the trunk. There was a copy of you a don't book even need to be involved. You could have a bookstore in your car. Hey, Whoa. that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. And go to nerdburgergames.com to learn about my game stuff. Um, where if you go to the Friends of the Show thing, there is a link to Derek's page. <laughs> go to Nerdburger Games first. Friend, friends of the of the game, of the company, of, of Nerdburger Games. Anyway, and you can go to drivethroughrpg.com to buy Mergers and Acquisitions or Backer Kit to buy Capers. Project Thunderhawk. Not today. <laughs> On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike and Craig premiere Nerdburger Mead, made from fresh-squeezed Mike. What? <laughs> Fermented to 150 proof, because he's sweet like that and ferments well. It's served in a Collins glass with a Craig garnish, whatever that is. <laughs> Mike's making a face. Look at him. It's sour. <laughs> Imagine it doesn't smell good either. <laughs> Just so you know, this exists also. No. Let's do this. <laughs> so good. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, no, I need to get that out. <laughs> it's like I'm walking around. <laughs>
but what I what I I just was reminded of when you said Thunderhawk was I I offered that suggestion, uh, screaming Thunderhawk, because I heard it on the Expanse. But on the Expanse, he actually said screaming Firehawk. That's okay. Oh, I, I used the Thunderhawk part of it. So yeah. that was your idea. Yeah, but the um, but the actual <laughs> the actual quote I was trying to rip was. So you misremembered the quote. Yeah, and now it's its own. And then I didn't use the part that you misremembered. No. Firehawk. It's Firehawk. Oh, on the I Firehawk. Did okay, so. Which is probably better because then all the Expanse nerds on Twitter would be like, you can't say Firehawk, that's our thing. Yeah, because they're the first person to put the words fire and hawk together. Clearly. Well, Just don't then, make it a hashtag. Uh, and then I wouldn't be able to use this. <laughs> <laughs> He's that's really, good. really proud of his sound effects. <laughs>